So if you've heard the podcast before, we're actually going to spend a little bit of time looking at the imagery that Shazad has done. And Shazad, you're going to walk us through some of these images we've chosen. And you've been very kind to bring one of your first early images, which is always scary to show people. But <laughs> this image here you have of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, I'm guessing, is really... Yeah. Even though it's your first image, it's not terrible. Walk us through the iteration of this. This was the second image I took on my first day of experimenting with action really? figures. I was not going for this image. <laughs> okay. Um, I was just going to have them squaring off uh -huh. against each other. Uh, I think my shutter speed must have been really just a tad, slow. A tad. So, just a tad. Yeah, just a tad. And then we're going to fast <laughs> forward four years later. And uh, you've learned a little bit. You know, here with Darth bit. and, uh, you know, which, which character is this? It's uh, it's just a random um, okay. humanoid figure. This was part of the series that we spoke on on the podcast where uh, where I spoke about having all these of these characters come idea, in. Iterations yeah, and, uh, and people. Where, where you have Star Wars characters um, and the Empire sort of capturing mm. new planets. And this was like a scene I thought up that would be very Darth Vader if he is uh, going to lay claim and, to I a mean, planet. This is, I mean, this is otherworldly, not to, you know, overdo it. But, I mean, talk to me about the, the process and the creation of this image because it's still action figure, so we know it's small scale, yeah. but this is different. <laughs> so these are six-inch action figures. Um, still, still that's, that's dinky. That's small. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, and I spent about... Everything you see is wow. in camera. So the the fire, the embers, um, the particle effects, all of it is in camera. So every oh my single gosh. thing. Okay. Um, and it took about three and a half hours to get mm -hmm. the shot. Um, I spent most of the day out in the sun waiting until I got the sun hitting the figures in the exact way so that I wanted sunlight. them to. This is not artificial light. It's a okay. combination of both. It's sunlight and um, continuous okay. light. Uh, tungsten? So or... the continuous light, uh, no, just small oh, portable okay. LEDs. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I lit the figures. I used the sun as okay. my key source, um, but I didn't want it to be... Uh, the key source on the front. I wanted it okay. to be backlit okay. with the sun. That very so cinematic reverse key the, that, we, yeah, that so much yeah. of us just love. And everything, all the all the highlights you see along the horns of mm. the creature and along Darth's helmet and all all the rim that you see okay. is all sunlight. But everything else that fills in um, is all uh, continuous light. Uh, so I used a uh, CTO on it and I had it nicely mm -hmm. filling in for sunlight to make it look really warm. And then what I did was I cooled down okay. the whole image. Okay. So I went I went to um I went down to maybe uh three thousand Kelvin okay. on the camera. So that's pretty low. That's, that's not, pretty orangey yeah, for for us. Three three to four thousand uh Kelvin mm -hmm. on the camera. So that ends up with a very sure. blue toned image. Um and then I decided to warm it up in color ah, grading. Ah, okay, okay. So, so do that balance 
Yeah, there yeah. is that idea, like, you know, for those of us that shot film and when you start playing with color, there isn't this, you know, tungsten has this interesting mm -hmm. feel. It gives you a lot more room okay. to okay. maneuver as opposed to warm tones because just from my experience, I found warm tones get muddy much sure. faster as compared to oh, cooler okay. tones. Interesting. Interesting. So I enjoy, I know that if I want to go really warm, um, but this only applies for my okay. action figure work. It does not apply okay. on skin. And for so, the embers, what were you using for fire and embers? Just fire and embers? Fire and embers. embers. <laughs> Love it. The, yeah. I mean, this is intense. I mean, this is a whole new level. Was this personal work or was this something you were leading to? Really? Personal work. Um, I printed this out on a 13 by 19 uh, paper and it I mean, this glorious. is, I mean, this is, I mean, this is concept art at this point. This is, this is, this is Lucasfilm needs, this isn't, this is a new episode. I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping because, uh, this is, this is great. I mean, I mean, there's Photoshop involved, but can you tell me a little bit of the Photoshop just for only the lightsaber? Only the lightsaber. Okay. Mm -hmm. The li actually the chest lights are also on darts. Um, well, chest. I mean, we'll let that Those pass. are also we'll Photoshop. That That's yeah. okay. But otherwise it's all That's, in camera. That is intense. Um, Contrast, all of that is. Are you ready? You ready to recreate that stuff. for real? I mean, do you show this to clients going, "All right, let's go, come on, let's do it"? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, there's something there's something beautiful about being able to do these kind of things mm -hmm. in scale. And there's, I don't think I would approach a concept like this. Yeah, I might want to do create embers like this if I was to photograph um, a firefighter. Ah, sure. Or okay or create like a military mm. scene. I would love to create embers yeah. like this for something okay. like that. But if it's supposed to be, you need too much money to True. create yeah. this kind of an actual. Yeah. Um, that is the reality you, 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 look, you now understand yeah. better. Where it's like, no, I yeah. can't set anything yeah. on fire. <laughs> it doesn't, that, that is a hard sell. Um, so this next image I, I love because it, it's, it, it, it's so cinematic where you've got, you know, everyone's favorite uh, evil doll, Chucky, just, you know, <laughs> you know, crushing away. Um, was this a personal project or was this um, an assignment? Uh, no, I think this was oh, also wow. personal. Yeah. What, you know, when you're thinking about these personal assignments and the level and the work that you're going to, what mm -hmm. are you thinking about when you want to do this? So it starts off with mm -hmm. the concept, then I bring in the characters. This applies to both. Okay. Action mm -hmm. figures and people. Concept, what kind of characters um, the models are going to be playing, mm -hmm. and the lighting. That's all. The posing is left for the day. When you've got this, and you know, the, the next image really dovetails into this, you've got mm -hmm. an extremely dramatic what would be a very hard image to capture with human mm -hmm. beings. A lot of emotion, a yeah. lot of feeling, a lot of grit, a lot yeah. of psychosis, a lot of, oh my gosh, I don't think he's going to swing that hammer gently. Mm -hmm. Then in our next image that you've got, where you've got the woman in the car, how difficult was it for you to switch in mentality from these very good, or, you know, excuse me, very brilliant cinematic um action figure images to this brilliant cinematic people with opinions and heartbeats and, and I'll give them like 10 options. Like these are 10 mm -hmm. films. Have you seen okay. any of them? 
And I usually tend to give like options that people would sure. have heard of. Um, she knew what La Femme okay. Nikita was. And uh, and she decided to like, yeah, I've, okay. I've heard of that. I, I know what that uh, is. So I said, well, this project is exactly like ah, that. Okay. Think Sarah Connor. Think um, mm-hmm. Nikita. Think, um, uh, think, 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 uh, Aeon Flux. Um, all of these very powerful sure. female characters. Think of them, and I want you to bring out what you would do for it and how you would approach it and do that. I don't want any of these characters, but I just want the same that mentality. Motivation. I want the same Got motivation, it. the same okay. drive. Like, it's a kill or be killed thing. The fun part was, at the time, I didn't know um, she was ex-military. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, and and on the third day of the shoot, we'd shot this over multiple days because we were just doing one shot a day okay. and we'd, and for we'd school be like, okay, for... fine, this was done. This was like part okay. of an assignment, um, like one of the final, uh, assi- one of the finals, okay. class finals. This was actually for John okay. Mano's class. And I told her that we'll just take this easy because she was in the academy as okay. well at the time. So we just figured out that weekends yeah. work best. Take it easy, work through the week come out yeah. on the weekend, create yeah. some fun stuff, go back to your to our lives. Um and yeah, it 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 just worked out really well. We went out to Treasure Island. Unfortunately, it's sure. closed now, I think. Um and we drove around. Uh people got freaked out because they saw uh guns without yeah. orange tips on them. So this was actually a ten dollar gun of off course, of yeah. Amazon. Um yeah. air gun. Um so yeah, it was it was really fun and we had like someone get freaked out and drive two rounds around us to see what we were doing <laughs> so we got all of that attention as well and for this particular shot we actually set up the lights at one particular part like a oh, speed wow. trap okay and we drove past them uh, to make sure that we got like a little bit mm. of motion and we got a little bit of that mm. sunlight kicking in as well as the strobe overpowering mm. that and, and kind of combining and then just coming together and uh, all of it was a ton of fun. I mean, fun. yeah, looking at this image, you could cop out and do this in post. Yeah. Easily. Easily. It's just a motion blur, like you said, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Eh, no big deal. Yeah, but that's well, not I, fun. And you said she was ex-military, so I'm, you know, it, and we're talking about acting here and your theater mm-hmm. background really kicking in all yeah. the way through. She's an actor and She's an actor as well. As well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there is that level of I'm doing this for real. You're doing this for mm-hmm. real. Of that emotion yeah. can't be faked. Yeah, like like I mentioned, I love having people who are as invested in a project I'm bringing them on board for it, as invested as I am in it. Um, the makeup artist we brought on board, she specializes in special oh, cool. effect makeup. So all of the scars, the cuts, all of that looks yeah, very realistic. Yeah, it doesn't look post. It, um, looks, it looks practical. Yeah, it's all in oh, camera. Man. It's all, like, we had, like, actual film grade um prosthetics oh, wow. done like she built out um a piece of glass sticking oh, out man. of her face because we mm. wanted that um we wanted to show that this is this is a mm-hmm. film still it's not a photograph that's just been come right. together or something like that it's still from a larger story that you're witnessing and you know, it's nice to look at your work and go wow there's a nice little vogue stamp on it tell me how did that yeah. uh come about 
So this was, uh, this was, I think the proof of concept, uh, technically it wasn't a proof of concept. This was going to be an image from my thesis okay. project for, uh, for mm -hmm. my graduation okay. project. Um, turned out we got a pandemic and I, this project had to be shelved. The idea was royalty where we imagine what, um, royals in the past dressed like and how those outfits would convert to a modern mm -hmm. sensibility. So if the Renaissance happened in the 21st century, what would that look like and how would that be inspired um, from a fashion mm -hmm. perspective? And this image got picked for um, publishing on Vogue mm -hmm. Italia, which was super yeah. cool. And um, the other image uh, with the red background uh, was my first magazine cover, which was also from this project. So these two are like a a um, diptych, whereas this is like the 21st century equivalent of uh, the outfit that we saw in the previous oh, okay. age. So it kind of creates these parallels. And when the pandemic struck and, and all of us went uh, into lockdown, I figured I'd head back home mm. to Mumbai. So I flew back and I knew that I still wanted to do something with uh, the Renaissance and I wanted to do something with fashion and reimagining something, excuse me, for the modern age. Um, and we ended up with Indian mm -hmm. Renaissance, which, so this essentially became like a proof of concept for oh, that wow. project. And when I started pitching that project to designers and stylists, I used these images to pitch that project and it's what got all the amazing designers who came on board. And that's this that. next image here where uh, this, you know, without knowing that backstory, like, oh, this is great religious iconography. Already I'm, I'm drawn into it. But this was yeah. the, the culmination of that project? Okay. It was. Ex explain that project. So what was the idea behind your thesis? And we'll put up other images from that as well. What was this concept of that you were going for? So the entire concept was what if Indian royals were inspired by the European Renaissance and, uh, and how would that have impacted Indian fashion mm. back then? And how would that impact have translated to modern day Indian fashion? And what would it have looked like? So it was like this big what mm -hmm. if question. Not, um, a, not, a, not a far out there question either. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's all this great culture that's swimming around at that time. It could have gone any way. Yeah, it, could have, it could have definitely yeah. happened. Um, but because of the political climate at the time and the nature of the country, um, that never mm -hmm. came to pass. Uh, and the actual Indian Renaissance did not happen until the late 60s, early 70s, where there was like this renaissance mm. of art and, uh, and a little bit of culture and stuff like that. But it was very localized okay. and it didn't really spread across uh, the country. But yeah, it, was, uh, it would have had a huge impact had it happened. Um, so I figured no one's really explored mm -hmm. this. Why don't I do and, it? And what was the, the thinking beyond that when you started putting these images together? Cause a lot of these images have also this, this religious iconography and this religious, mm -hmm. these, these touch points that are very Western, you know, you, if you're talking yeah. about Western Renaissance, you always have the golden halo. You have mm -hmm. very, you know, Madonna figurines, Christ figurines, saintly figurines, yeah. figures. Yeah. Um, what brought that about? Was that at the core or was that something you discovered as you went? No, art history is something I've always been interested in. Um, so this is a combination of 
Madonna and Padme Amidala. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a combination of both of those, uh, both of those things. And uh, it sort of comes together um, combining religion, combining pop culture. I really enjoy doing that. Well, and, I mean, uh, they go hand in hand whether we want to admit it or not. Yeah, yeah. You've got all of these um, parallels that you can draw between mm. Greek mythology and the Justice League. I had an amazing team of uh, stylists. Uh, they go by the costume team. And they created uh, the halo, the veil. All of that was created by them for this particular project. And uh, I knew them from my mm. theater days. And uh, I brought them on board oh, for very this project. Cool. And... and we sort of collaborated on it, and we created uh, different pieces for different images. Um, in terms of shooting, we had three days to shoot oh, this wow. project. Which is not um, a lot. Because it's not. Because we knew that the lockdown in Mumbai was opening up for three days. So we reached. I reached out to this um, model coordinator I knew. He pulled together a few models. I reached out to the stylist. They pulled together the outfits. Um, we had been planning mm. it for a while, but... We had a three-day window to shoot the whole project, so <laughs> we did. We did uh, ten-hour days for three days back to back. Oh man! And it was amazing. Um, we had the most. Am There's a difference when you're bringing in department yeah. heads. Yeah. What? What? How has that changed, or how how do you look at that when you're pitching it to a client, going, "This is what your budget is going to." When I'm pitching it, I tell the client that you're hiring me for photography. I'm great at capturing the images. I know my lighting. I'm very confident in that. Everything else, I'll have someone who is as confident mm. in what they're doing come on board with that same energy that I'm coming on board to capture your images, to create images for you. So if you're trusting me, you can trust the team I'm bringing along with me and know that we have all worked together we have a good understanding of what's expected of us. And, uh, and that's, that's how I pitch it. In all the fantastical work we've seen, this seems the most tame, mm -hmm. but this is an extremely yeah. personal project that you're working, working on. Explain how this came about. What is this project about? So this project is part of the uh, Zoroastrian portrait project that I did with the Zoroastrian community in the Bay Area. I was given a grant uh, to accomplish this project, and we had 17 families. The idea for this project was to showcase our community in the two distinct uh, ways that it is at present, the Indian Zoroastrians and the okay. Persian Zoroastrians. And the whole idea was to photograph them in their most traditional mm -hmm. outfits. Indian Zoroastrians have like this uh, traditional outfit that's carried forward over generations, but the Persian Zoroastrians, on the other hand, had to adapt because of the persecution mm. they faced and still okay. continue to face till this day. And they came in more normal Western-looking oh, garb, like uh, suits and dresses mm -hmm. and stuff like that, because that is how they had to acclimatize themselves to be able to continue pursuing mm -hmm. the religion versus pursuing a religious identity. And we wanted to photograph this and show it visually. So that's what we did. And it ended up becoming my first photo oh. book. The funds raised from this project are going towards a new center for Zoroastrians in the Bay Area. Oh my gosh, that's and, amazing. Uh, okay. It's fascinating to see how much, what can be done with photography. It's, it's, it's awesome that we just landed on this, this personal, social, faith-based 
culture-based project that you went from little Lego guys to <laughs> something where you're actually helping to enshrine a culture? As a photographer, I straddle that line of, oh my God, he's doing fine art as a commercial <laughs> photographer. <laughs> but I, I really enjoy it. Um, they both let me express myself in particular ways. Um, and obviously, you, it is an art, but you need to find a way to monetize it if it's your career. And commercial work pays the bills. The fine art work fulfills me as an artist. So there you have it, some great advice about entering a career of art and design. And as more and more art and design career opportunities are on the rise, employers are always on the hunt for the next generation of talented and, of course, skilled creative professionals. At Academy of Art University, you will get those work-ready skills that employers want. You can study on-site in downtown San Francisco or anywhere in the world with our online programs. To request more information about our 40-plus areas of study in art and design, including game development, fashion design, photography, UX design, and more, just visit our website at academyart.edu slash creativemind.